0: So welcome to the Advisory Board Insights. I have Phil Aris with me today. Welcome, Phil.
1: Thank you, Louise, great to be here.
0: Yeah, so Phil, um, uh, thank you for for taking the time to, to share your story as well as um, as your insights and your experience around advisory boards. So let's start off with uh, maybe sharing a bit about your background.
1: Great, thanks, Louise. Well, I'll go back a little bit to the early days when I graduated as an economist from the University of Western Australia. I got a job on a graduate scheme with uh, SECWA, which was the State Energy Commission of West Australia at the time, uh, and got a lot of experience running around the different departments and learning things from Treasury through to distribution, marketing, finance, et cetera. Uh, and that was a great grounding for the first part of my career. I then moved into banking. I got involved with uh, Challenge Bank, the listing of Challenge Bank in WA, which eventually merged with Westpac. Uh, I've worked overseas in London and Hong Kong in a number of stints with uh, uh, on corporate advisory roles and for large multinationals, uh, which allowed me to run around in Asia, for example, when I was in Hong Kong and set up businesses in different countries of Asia, including India, and China and Indonesia, which was very exciting, uh, 100 miles an hour, and then spent a, a stint in London. I came back in to, to Australia, West Australia, then to Sydney, in the early part of uh, uh, 1990s and kicked off uh, once again in the banking world. Uh, ended up running the credit card business at Commonwealth Bank under Gail Kelly at the time. She hired me. Once again, that was a great experience. It brought back a little bit of my banking world and then moved into um, a company called Thorn EMI. and once again went overseas for a stint. Uh, Thorn EMI was a multinational Um, 56,000 people around the world. So I've worked for big organizations and smaller organizations. More recently, um, I ran a professional services company called uh, Count Plus, uh, which was about 120 million turnover, 26 offices around the country, national business, uh, predominantly accounting, financial planning, bit of property and some FinTech investments, which was quite exciting. Uh, So a lot of experience in management, business development, directorship roles, manager, director, and CEO in both, you know, governance boards and also in smaller enterprises and big corporates. So it's quite a broad history, uh, my background. And so for me, I'm, I think I can give a lot to younger people, um, particularly, um, in smaller enterprises, um, giving them my experience. Um, and helping them initially just facilit- facilitate um, learnings for them, you know, what they can do and can't do, what's worked for me, what I haven't, what hasn't been successful, because every person has failures and what you learn from those failures. And being quite open and, uh, you know, and brave with my discussions with young people. At the moment, I'm sitting on three different advisory boards as their chair. Um, the average age is probably about mid 30s to late 30s. Um, one particular one recently is a little bit older, but they're you know young in spirit and they're very entrepreneurial. Um, they like to run 100 miles an hour, uh, so you need their checks and balances. Yeah. Um, and look, my experience in setting up advisory boards is initially it's really about just forming a relationship with the founder and the managing director. And all my advisory boards are founders and major shareholders of their particular companies. So it's building that rapport. Uh, with them early is very important so you can get their trust, um, understand the key issues around their business, what's worked for them, what hasn't, other things they might want to try, etc. And then establishing from that where the key areas of their business, they need more expertise. I mean, I don't call myself an expert in any particular area, more of a generalist. And you can sort of tell that from my background. Much more uh, in management roles, um, but having said that smaller enterprises where I've rolled my sleeves up so it 's important to get that balance uh, and look initially it 's a facilitating role. you ask them questions about what problems are they trying to solve why do they, does their organization exist what 's the purpose of their organization what 's their culture, how do they want to develop it over time? what are the things that keep them awake at night, etc and from there build some rapport and trust and make them a little bit braver in their decisions and start to think outside the box and bring on expertise when when and where they need it. So that's very important and finding that balance. It's not an exact science, it, it is a bit of a suck and see it and it's different for different folks, but there's a general story which is they're very open They're looking for somebody that has been there, done it before, not all, and also telling them some of the stories that didn't work and, and, the, and the things that they need to be aware of and to tread carefully.
0: And F- Phil, what, what do you see is the, has been the impact of the advisory board um, ha- have on the business and the owners?
1: Yeah, look, at first they're uh, a little bit uh, um, in sort of denial about do they need an advisory board? What's this all about? I have a governance board. I have people that uh, have mentored me in the past, etc., on and off type of thing. So initially, there's a little bit of pushback. Um, they're not sure how the process works. So it's not to push them too hard to start with. It's initially to get them to start talking about their business and start talking about the things that are important to them, as I mentioned before, what keeps them up at night, what really concerns them. And, and typically, it's about things like, you know, I, I don't know if I have the resources. I don't know if I have the skill set. Mm. I'm not sure if I'm making the right decisions. I feel a little bit on my own and haven't got the opportunity to talk to other people. Um, and that might be a consequence of they are the boss mm-hmm. uh, they, they're the person and therefore um, it's difficult for them to get close to other people. Mm-hmm. So once you, you, you sort of bring down those barriers, yeah. it's much easier for them to then start to open up and talk to them about advisory boards are more entrepreneurial they're talking about how do you become more innovative how to become more creative in your business how do you cut through mm-hmm. and um, you don't have to take all the advice but it's certainly opening up the ability for you to think and get the right people with you along that journey mm-hmm. that can help you so it really is a holding your hand yeah. in them direction um, making them feel a little bit braver about what they can and can't do, and saying to them, you know, yes, you can make these decisions, and yeah. yes, it's okay to be decisive and not sit on the fence, and it's okay to bring people in around you and trust them, and and build a a business and a culture that is what you want to do, and you're struggling to do, but there's people out there that can help you. Yeah. A lot of them didn't know about the Advisory Board Center, didn't know it existed. Um, they thought it was a sensational idea. Um, long overdue uh, and saw the the benefits of it um, down the track and I think for us as a group um, it builds networks um, It also introduces them to other people that they would never um, have an opportunity to talk to or hear from yeah. uh, so all those things are very positive so they're very open it's initially a little bit of a, uh, a sell story as anything is um, make them feel comfortable them to understand why it's going to add value for them, it's not threatening, yeah, uh, and it's quite easy to do. And I always start with don't go too big to start with, just yeah. take a small little steps as you know, a win gets a win, and as that confidence builds, then you might have more confidence to, to go for a fully fledged advisory board, which takes some time to do, it
0: takes time. And Phil, you know, you're right, they um, with the advisor concierge that, that we've been doing for the last 18 months, mm. um. Majority of business 92 percent of them have never had an advisory board before so they are so brave aren't they when they When they first take take Correct. do something completely new in this in, normally in a phase where they're, they're really going through a growth path as well
1: Absolutely, absolutely 100% agree and as an advisory chair, I think the important thing is we open the door We, we yeah. start that facilitation process get them feeling yeah. comfortable about how it works and say so it's not a big jump. You don't have to take a big jump into it. You can test the waters, start off with the chair, get an understanding of what's required, what's involved, get some confidence. And look, initially it might just be you become a little bit of a coach for them, but that's fine. Uh, but part of that coaching role is to say, I can't do everything for you. Yeah. You know? And there's some really skillful people in this network mm. and add a lot of value. First of all, it's worth knowing that they're out there, who are they, what do they do, and, uh, and then start from there and how you can pull a board together. That can add a huge amount of value to your business. And, and that's an
0: important note about that evolution of that relationship and where your value is placed. So, so uh, Phil, you've been doing this now for a, for a long time, so what are your tips to, uh, first of all, to business owners um, and also tips for advisors?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think the well, number one tip is don't feel that you just have to be focused on people within your industry. I think it's very important to see that there's a lot of skill sets outside your industry. And um, we tend to feel, this is just human nature, I'm an expert in a certain area, this is my field, and therefore I don't feel like I can get any advice from anybody outside that field. Now, the advisory board is great because yes, we can bring in people from different industries and different sectors that have got expertise, but we also have a wide variety of skill sets across other industries. And it's really important to know what other industries and other sectors are doing. So so there's a broad learning journey that they can go on, uh, which is, I think, very important. It allows them to be more creative and more broader in their thinking process. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one tip. Um, So be open, be be very, very open, be very engaging. Um, Always look for, building a culture also within your organization. Um, The first point I always start with is, what is your reason for existence? So, you know that's a bit of the passion story. Why are you here in the first place? What are you trying to do? What value are you trying to bring? Um, You've got to get that message right first in your own mind. And then as a leader, you then portray that amongst all your stakeholders, particularly your staff, and then obviously, your clients and your suppliers and whoever else forms part of your service offering. So I think that's very important. Um, the openness, um, the ability to, um, look outside just your own, um, uh, house. Uh, there are other areas that you need to look at. I think also to be very cognizant of the world and how quickly it's changing. Um, I believe we're in it, uh, a technological technology revolution at the moment Uh, that's going that's going to get uh, exponentially um, more involved and and move quicker and quicker Uh, you need to be at the forefront of that you need to understand how technology is affecting your industry and your business and your clients how they think Uh, so you've got to move forward in the curves that's very important Um, and while all this is happening um, you and most of the people I deal with are founders. Um, how do you portray who you are and your values across your whole organisation? And uh, filter that down to suppliers and clients in particular.
0: Mm, that's it's interesting like, when you yeah. deal with a lot of the the, the, the the founders which are generally on a scale-up sort of stage. When you're so busy, it's it's great to take a step back and really consider those. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: What, what advice would you provide um, uh, advisors?
1: Yeah, thanks, Liz. I think cru- crucially, advisors need to be relevant for the day. Um, they've got great experience and history is wonderful, but they also need to know how the world's working today and how it needs to move forward. Because they're mostly they're going to be talking to young companies, young people who are going to be very up to date with what's happening. Um, and if you're not, then you'll be left back behind. So have a thirst for knowledge. Read a lot. Talk to a lot of people. Get out and about. Build your networks. Understand what's happening out there in the market because it's moving 100 miles an hour. I constantly do that. I'm always reading, you know, news journals, articles, um, understanding what's happening out there in the market, where the trends are. Even going to uh, you know conferences on a constant basis when you can. I know it's not easy to do, but it's very important because if you don't come across as being you know, relevant or understand what's happening in today's market, and you can't give some insight as to what your opinion would be moving forward, then it's going to be very difficult to sell your value to your clients and to your advisory boards in the future. That's very important. And I think, once again, advisory board centre creates a great network to do that. When we have our conferences and our get-togethers, people talk about what they're doing, what they've learned and to get that conversation and communication going is pretty powerful if you do it well so as as a team and as a network we need to build on that and get better at it because that's why people then start coming to us rather than us having to um push ourselves out there in the market they will know that we are relevant and innovative in what we do and how we think and we've got people that really understand um and and get insight insight's very important
0: yeah, terrific. Phil, thank you so much for, for sharing your insights uh, and I uh, appreciate it when you've got so much on your plate, being an in-demand chair as you are. Uh, but but thanks again and always come back and let us know any more updates. Um, this, this interview is an open, open table for you.
1: Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Louise. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye.